Welcome to the Knox Soccer Podcast, where we tell the soccer stories of our favorite big town, little city, Knoxville, Tennessee. Brian and I uh, are on this uh, pod call to give you a nice little breakdown of who is coming to the playoffs that One Knoxville is hosting at West High School this Friday and Sunday. You can get your tickets. It's the second link in the show notes. Get your tickets. So, uh, Brian, who are our teams? Who who are we going to beat? Who are we going to beat, man? All right, Patty. Um, So in the Southern Conference, we've got two regions. One Knoxville is hosting one of those regions. Um, The other region is with the Villages. They, They play host to a handful of teams. And so we have the first seed in the region, Nona FC, and they will kick off against West Virginia United. They have the early game on Friday at West High. And then one Knoxville, the Smoky Mountain Boys. Let's go. They are the fourth seed, and they will take on Texas United, the fifth seed. So the winner between Nona FC and West Virginia United will play the winner of one Knoxville and Texas United in that Southern Conference semifinal for a place in the conference final, which would take place the following Friday, July 29th. All right, so how we did this is we both did a little bit of research. I researched Nona FC as well as West Virginia United. And then Brian took uh, one Knoxville SC, gave him the easy one, as well as Texas United. So we're just going to break it down of where these teams are coming from, how they ended their season, notable key players, uh, and just to give you a little bit of a uh, little bit of details to know who these who these teams are as they descend upon the great eight six five. I'll just jump in here, uh, Brian. I'm going to tell you about Nona FC. Ooh, I the, can't wait to hear about it. They are from the Orlando area. They this is actually their inaugural year in USL two. So it's a very much a soccer city down there that has had a youth system for a while, and this is their first. Um, season in USL2, much like uh, one Knoxville. Their record is 12-1-1, one, one, the 37 points in the standings, and I guess the goal difference is plus 17. That's a pretty good one. I'd be happy with the plus 17. And so now they are Southeast Division champs. So they are their division champs, and they will go to the U.S. Open Cup, which we winning will also go to the U.S. Open Cup in 2020, 2023. So I thought watch that was out. interesting. Who who watch out Seattle Sounders? I remember the Seattle Sounders were really good right. in the open cup yeah. many a year ago. Watch out Seattle Sounders. Did yeah, I think did Seattle win it this past year? Let's look that up. That's only a Google search away, Patty. Yeah. Yeah. Sacramento Republic plays Sporting KC July twenty seventh, and Orlando City plays New York City Red Bulls the same day. Yeah, let's go, Sacramento. Come on, USL baby. All the way. Anyway, so Nona FC, uh division champs. And uh, their last ma- their last match of the season was against the Village, another uh, Southern Conference playoff host, and they finished second in their standing. So one and two played each other. Nona won, and that match was played on the ninth. So it's like okay, if they hadn't played anything from that, it could be a little bit of while. Uh, it could be a little bit before they came up here and flexed their legs. But they played a friendly against Orlando City B on the 14th. So they're they're in oh, wow. they're fit. Yeah, they're fresh. Uh they're that still is... they're still match fit. Yeah. All right. Do you know how that one turned out? I didn't it didn't I just saw that there was a photo like, hey, we played. 
Uh, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, a, son of a, son of a b. <laughs> behind closed doors friendly. Those are the yeah. those are the ones that you send reconnaissance to. That's they did a good job of keeping keeping that one under wraps until right. uh, until the picture time came. So my wife has done research on Nona FC because we have uh, relatives that live down there. So Nona FC is intimidating. There's a lot of energy, uh, a lot of quick transitions. Uh, they bomb down the flanks. They're good on corners, but they're not afraid to shoot from distance. So it kind of sounds like a team that I kind of know about. So Nona FC, very much like a one Knoxville SC. Their top goal scorer has only scored three goals. So there's a lot of goal scorers on this uh, roster. And he is a German, uh, Tariq. He's a big old German, and he plays at ETSU. So Tennessee boy down in Orlando. But this roster is made up of so many South American players. Man, you watched you watched the, you watched the goals, very South American goals, and then you watched the goal celebrations, very South American goal celebrations. So a lot of energy, a lot of charisma. They're going to be fun to watch in in the first match. They're going to be a lot of fun. You know, my predictions when we play them on Sunday, it's going to be a terror. <laughs> like uh, I have conf- I have total confidence in Mark. He's going to know how to break him down. Um, so, so yeah, so you're te- you're you're telling people to get there early on Friday so they can scout out Nona FC. Oh yeah, the absolutely. Ex- the extent of my scouting has been looking at their logo, which is pretty awesome. They have a pretty gnarly crest, uh, and so uh, you know, scout them out and and see what what to expect in the conference semifinal. Correct. That Correct. Sunday, a beautiful Sunday for football. The only draw for them or or a con for them is the travel time. Even though the village, which is another Florida team, is just an hour away. The league has asked them to come all the way up to Knoxville. So it is a 10-hour drive. So very much a trek up here to kind of keep in the mental, like to keep in the mindset of division champs going and you got to perform. So that uh, can be tough. That can be tough. Tell me about their opponent, Patty. What do you know about West Virginia United? West Virginia United. They were founded actually back in... 2003 as the West Virginia Chaos. So they've been around for a while, um, but they rebranded last year uh, after just kind of a fledgling club. They got new leadership and they've been really successful in the South Atlantic Division. They finished second in the South um, South Atlantic Division where there's only seven teams. And Brian, you did this research where South Atlantic is a difficult division because you have North Carolina Fusion. And so... West Virginia United played North Carolina Fusion three times, which is crazy. Three times. Yikes. A lot of times to play the team that was, I think, in the most recent power rankings, they were the top team in the country. The finalists from last year's national championship, they actually lost to Marks Des Moines Menace 1-0. West Virginia United ended their season right behind North Carolina Fusion. So West Virginia United has a 9-3-2 record with uh, 29 points in the standings and then a 13 gold uh, differential with their key players. We have Maxwell Milo and Martin all with four points apiece. So definitely their goal scores. They come out in a four, three, three, a lot of forwards. Uh, and so seeing Max Milo and Martin up there, and then they all kind of share the assists as well. Maxwell has four assists. Martin has four assists. And then uh, Adam Robinson, Man, they could have come on. They could have made a mat or something. It would have been great. MMMM. Uh, anyways, so Adam Robertson has six assists as well, and Milo Yusuf, one of the top goal scorers of West Virginia United, 
is in the top prospects of USL2. So we got to keep an eye out for Milo Yusuf. He's come in with four goals this season for West Virginia United, and he's I'm sure he's going to add to that in this tournament. And they only have they have the shortest amount of drive for the people coming to us. So it's a five hour drive. So yeah, very much guys get there early to West High School. Watch this Nona versus West Virginia United. Nona on top of the world, division champs. They're pretty fresh, but they had a long drive up here. West Virginia coming off a high. They actually beat North Carolina Fusion on their last match, which is incredible. So a two one win over. Their division rivals, so they're so they're coming off a high as well. So this is going to be a pretty awesome match to watch. And with that win, Patty, so West Virginia United was in the hunt for a playoff spot, but nothing was certain. And with that win, they ended up level on points with Charlotte Eagles, and they beat them out by goal difference by one goal, a oh single goal. Oh my gosh! So so West Virginia had twenty nine points. Charlotte Eagles Eagles had twenty nine points, but West Virginia clinched it with. I mean, talk about riding a high. They beat the you know, projected top team, highly ranked team in the country, NC Fusion, in their last match day, and that got them the playoff spot by a single goal. Incredible. With that, they bumped North Carolina Fusion to the two seed, and Nona takes the one seed because of that. All right, Brian, tee us up. Who are Mark McKeever's mighty men playing? They, they are mighty. They are also merry. Mark McKeever's mighty and merry men will face off against Texas United from Grand Prairie, Texas. So this is a club that's been around since 2017. They first played in the USL PDL, uh, Premier Development League. And then in 2019, they joined the USL 2. They will be making a 13-hour drive to Knoxville as the fifth-seeded team in the region. One Knoxville is, of course, the fourth seed in the region. So it's the 4v5 match. Uh, Texas United went 9-0-5 in the Mid-South Division, claiming the Mid-South title. And yes, that is correct. They they were undefeated. They were one of only four undefeated teams in all of 2022. So imagine you are playing a team that's seated lower than you, that's seated fifth, and yet they went undefeated. They did not lose at all. Um, their, their last loss was actually last year in the playoffs, the same conference quarterfinals. They played the Des Moines Menace. Mark McKeever's Des Moines Menace, and they lost 5-0. So that was the last time that they tasted defeat over a year ago. Um, now the Mid-South, much smaller division. Uh, they wound up playing several teams three times, including the Mississippi Bria, which was the first team Mark McKeever coached in the USL2. So the Bria ended up second in that division uh, against each other, which were the most competitive matches in the Mid-South. Um, they, they drew 2-2 the first time, and then... Texas United squeezed out two 1-0 wins, but despite those near victories, they were pretty prolific. They racked up 32 goals for, they let in only 13 goals in 14 games. For comparison's sake, one Knoxville scored 34 goals, so two more goals than Texas, and they let in 10 goals. Um, Seven of the goals were scored by the Finn, Emil Jaskalainen. That is their talisman. He had seven goals. Four assists on the season. I are you? I I got that pronunciation pretty pretty good. I um, did you Google that? Another, did you Google you had to you had to put that in, or you just went straight from straight from the hip? No, um, I actually knew how to pronounce that because if I am correct, his dad's name is is Juicy or Juicy Jaskalainen, and he was actually a professional soccer player who played at Wigan Athletic and at West Ham. 
So okay, if, if this guys, is right, I, I can't make I can't make this up. Brian always gets he he can always find something that just brings it all back, just ties it all together. That is oh oh Brian, you keep going, man, keep going. So, so I I'm I'm pretty sure because I remember oh you see Yaskalina like I remember him in a West Ham jersey in like 2013 or 14. So if this is if this is right, this is his son. So Emmy Yaskalainen, he's their talisman. He's got seven goals and four assists on the season. He's number 13 on the top prospects list in USL2. He played in 13 games, so nearly all the games. Um, the other danger men are Zach Hargreaves. He's from Manchester, England. Cannot confirm whether he's a United or a City fan. Not sure, people. But he contributed four assists in just eight matches. And then the player who Mark McKeever himself said they must look out for it's Paul Monells, a Catalan forward. He's got four goals and four assists in just seven matches. Four goals, four assists. He only played in seven matches. That is the real danger. That's the person who Danny Fernandez, potentially another Spaniard who's from Madrid. They could have the Barcelona-Madrid rivalry on the pitch. That's who, who the bull will have to contain when they play each other. Now, um, I talked to Mark McKeever to ask him about this team and he gave me just a quick comment he said you know they play football the right way they're an attack-minded side they they don't play direct football so they don't just boot it up and chase it uh, they like to play out of the back they keep the ball on the ground this should make for a very entertaining game uh, fans will see the game played the right way you know talking about Paul himself he said he's the kind of guy who likes to take players on he's a very talented winger uh, does well creating up top with his teammates there's going to be goals in this one so we all know the famous line, the line that we keep quoting throughout the season. Mark McKeever would rather win 4-3 than win 1-0. We didn't get any 4-3 score lines this season. We know Mark McKeever has emphasized getting those clean sheets. This could be the 4-3 match. This It really could be. Sexy soccer, right? Sexy soccer. Yeah, so um, you know that's that's what we know about them. They, they also, like you mentioned with Nona, they finished their season on July 9th, so it'll be almost two weeks without football. Uh, when they come up here and they play, face one Knoxville, now that could be a good thing. They could have players recovering for in, from injury. One Knoxville's in that situation. You know, we were there at the East Atlanta match. They finished their season on a loss. And, you know, Finn McGraw obviously didn't play. He's in the, one of the top prospects in the, in the nation. Um, Fernie, Arias Sinclair, the Costa Rican, we know he's been nursing a little bit of an injury. Uh, James Thomas, a club captain, he did not play. We talked to him in our last episode. Big Max McNulty. The you know third goal scorer in behind Steven Afrifa and Sebastian Andreasen, he didn't play. Benny Montero didn't play, so expect to see some changes for one Knoxville and going into this match and you know playing the kind of football uh, Mark McKeever has has promised all season, and that's attack minded, that's possession oriented, that's high scoring. So uh, should be this should be fireworks, man, for the for the quarterfinal. That's it. The thing about one versus eight matchups, Patty, is that they seem so straightforward on paper, but they never are. Like, you know, the 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 records um, they can they can be deceiving in a league this big. Mm-hmm. You know, there's over 100 teams in this league. It's hard to judge the competitiveness of each division. But you know, uh, we watched it in March Madness this year. St. Peter's, you know, the the team from the scrappy team from Jersey City, New Jersey, they upset Kentucky. They upset. Murray Let's go State. Peacocks. You know, they like they they were a team that just surprised everybody. So West Virginia United is not really an underdog going into this right, one. Texas not. United very much not an underdog. Uh, this is a very very competitive region. So it's going to be a fun weekend of, of football. All right, Brian, 
We have one thing to do. You got to pick a number between one and three. Between one and three. So one of my favorite numbers as a kid, this is a non, this is actually from my non, uh, entirely soccer life i was actually a yankees wait what fan. you have a you have a life outside of soccer so when i was a boy you know when you're a kid you have all the time in the world and so i actually followed other sports and i was a big baseball fan because i grew up in new jersey i grew up just you know uh, not too far from the bronx and so i was a yankees fan and Derek jeter wore the number two so i'm gonna go with the number two number two that makes vegetable beef on instagram our winner for our Knock Soccer Podcast Hellbender Giveaway T-Shirt. Congratulations, Vegetable Beef. We will be DMing you on Instagram to get your size to make sure you get a Hellbender SC shirt. Now, everyone else, here's the rallying cry. We need you all to get on there and get some more orders on that T-Shirt. We're so close to getting the minimum order, and we need everyone to rep this shirt, support the pod. Brian and I and Dakota were on the Instagram. This week, we're putting together... A starting 11 for Eleven and her friends, the Stranger Things characters. We're just uh, figuring out where all these characters actually fit on the pitch and how they could bring down the old Vecna and Demogorgon team, the good old Mourinho team, parking the bus. Jump on, uh, jump on Instagram, follow us there. Uh, grab your T-shirt. is the first link in the show notes. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We're having a lot of fun with it. And uh, we want you to have a lot of fun, as well as follow us on Twitter, Instagram, KnoxSoccerPodcast.com. You can also grab your tickets in the show notes. It's one Knoxville's first season, and we're also hosting our first season. And like Drew said, this is pure sportsmanship. Like, Knoxville is a a town for winners, and we're going for it. Like, it's we're going to win this playoffs out, and we're going for that national title, man. So I think the capacity is 4,000 at West High. Oh, and come on. We, we could do we, this. We know that the the highest attendance we've had all season was that first match at Austin East. That was 2,200 people. And so one Knoxville coach, ownership, the scrubs are calling people to fill the stands to, to just – become a sea of blue, uh, a, a sea of intimidation. I did hear in the Discord that there may be a Vuvuzela making its appearance, which I'm not a huge fan of. Oh, Patty, no. you know, I'm kind oh, of a no. purist. Yep. I still have nightmares. I'll wake up in the middle of the night sweating because I'm thinking about South Africa, that 4-0 humiliation that Argentina suffered, and I hear the Vuvuzela in my eardrums. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be a raucous environment on Friday. I'm, I'm super pumped. I know you're pumped. So um, it's incredible to think that not six months ago, we were only able to imagine what we were going to see. We didn't know who the players were going to be. We didn't know what this team was going to look like. And now it's manifested into this beautiful occasion where we get to see playoff soccer and in West, just, you know, a stone's throw from our houses. So very pumped. It's going to be so great. Guys, we're going to come out with a podcast episode the day after. So we're going to have a recap. On Saturday, it's going to come out. For the Sunday matches, we're going to come out with one on Monday. But what you need to do is get your butt down there, get a seat, cheer on those boys in blue. Yeah, and we just got to ride this out. We got to host this playoff, win this playoff, and move on to conference semifinals as on the pursuit of that national championship. Here we go. Yep, so I actually wrote out three keys to victory, Patty, for the Let's Texas United match. Uh, these are basically unchanging throughout the season, and that's one finished chances. That's what Mark McKeever told us on on our last episode, 
that the team has too many opportunities that they do not convert, and so they need to be more efficient with their chances. So that's a challenge to uh, the forwards, whoever they may be. Very likely it'll be Steven Afrifa, potentially Sebastian Andreasen, Zion Andrade. So finishing chances, taking advantage of set pieces. Jamesy Thomas is back on the side. Actually, last year, when Texas United lost to the Des Moines Menace, James Thomas had two assists that night. Finn McRobb had an assist. So James e. Thomas, we've seen his service, his distribution is world class. Uh, in New Jersey, they actually fill our tanks for us. We don't pump our own gas. So you get like top-notch, high-quality service when you go to a gas station in New Jersey. And that's the kind of service James e. Thomas provides off dead balls. And so take advantage of those set pieces, use that height, and dominate possession. Against the possession-oriented side, you do not want them to have the ball. You want to have the ball the entire time. It's like a big brother you know, chasing his little brother, keep putting his hand out on his forehead and being like, no, 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 you can't have this. Um, so they got to do a little bit of that. With that, we'll get into that semifinal on Sunday, potentially against Nona or West Virginia. And then the following weekend, like we said, it's the conference final, the Southern Conference final, followed by the national semifinal. And you and I both know the pinnacle, the national championship, August 6th, where instead of being there, wherever it may be, you and I will be groomsmen in a wedding for our good friend <laughs> Pete. Um, instead, so we'll see how this journey goes. Uh, but we have whoa, many. Whoa, whoa, nice whoa. whoa, dear listener, dear listener, hold on, do not fear. There will be a podcast episode about the national title when we make it there and our pursuit of it. So have no fear. The podcast will be there. We sh- we shall figure out a way to watch it during the wedding ceremony. I'm sure nobody will mind that. It'll be like you know those old uh, little um, handheld TVs, you know, with the antenna and stuff. You put in the little headphones. We'll do that. I mean, Brian, come on. This is just this is the Men and Blazers. You know, we're just going through our Men and Blazers phase. You know, where. We have to be at someone's wedding when there's a big soccer match happening and we're at the bar and we're groveling, you know, and just drowning away our sorrows off of a open bar, you know, like that's, it's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. All right, One Knox, get us all the way there so that can actually happen and we can uh, watch from afar. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you out there Friday. Grab your tickets, wear your blue. There can only be One Knox. One Knox. One Knox.